Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, everybody, welcome to the TGIF edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, Kelly Stanner. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us to wrap up another week. Peter Baim is uh, running the To the Top Collective organization, uh, raising NIL money for Southern Miss Athletics. We'll be talking to him later in the show. High school football is winding down. We'll be talking to Will East about the, uh, I guess, next to last weekend, right, Kelly? Yeah, the winners tonight will advance to South State, which is traditionally the uh, the day after Thanksgiving. And we've got some Jones County teams, you know, Jeff Davis County still alive, Oak Grove very much in the thick of things. So Will will sort that out for us uh, coming up a little bit later on. All right, opening segment of the show sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, great supporters of Southern Miss, and, of course, this program and Great place to go eat dinner tonight if you like the best barbecue around. Uh, They serve it up uh, seven days a week and can certainly cater your next event if you want to do one last tailgate for football next Saturday. Well, Dickie's uh, would be the place to call. Also, I want to say hello to our friends down at Genesis of Hattiesburg, the official auto dealership of the Eagle Hour, Genesis sedans and SUVs, the finest luxury vehicles on the road today. And coming soon, the all-new Genesis showroom. It'll be on Highway 98 West right here in Hattiesburg. We'll get to our guest here in just a few moments, but uh, first up, Southern Miss uh, on the road for the last time this year, as, of course, they're traveling up to Starkville to take on Mississippi State. This will mark the 31st meeting between the two schools in football. The uh, Bulldogs hold a 15-14-1 advantage, so it's been a very, very close series. Last time the two teams played, 2019, Mississippi State won that one 38-15, 38-15, the Bulldogs enter uh, having entered the game having dropped their last three, including a 51-10 setback last week to Texas A&M, which prompted the firing of both coaches. That may be a record, that both coaches are fired after a game uh, before the season is even over, and uh, they're now under the uh, coaching uh, direction of interim coach Greg Knox. So, Kelly, how does, how does that play to the advantage or to the disadvantage of Will Hall and his Golden Eagles. And that's something we asked, you know, Will on the show uh, earlier this week is would you expect a rejuvenated, fired up uh, Mississippi State bunch to come out or would you expect them to continue to spin their wheels? And as as you might expect Will Hall to say, he said, I'd, I'd 
and he said it in a very kind way. I'm really not concerned about Mississippi State. I'm concerned about, you know, the way that, that our kids will perform. Uh, but that is the $64,000 question is how do the Mississippi State kids respond to what's been going on? You certainly wouldn't think that it could be any worse, you know, than it has been because insiders will tell you that the coaches themselves weren't all uh, necessarily excited about what was happening. And there was some, you know, some confusion and some disagreements on some things, which that's never good. But it is all about, you know, what Southern Miss does. And, you know, Bobby, say the last road game of the year, and I'm going to say I'm going to say it again, there's still bold possibilities here. Now, look, the Eagles are prohibitive underdogs tomorrow, and they're going to be an underdog against Troy, regardless of what the, tomorrow's results might be. But, you know, there's always that chance. Stranger things have happened. You know, I mean um, – not not many stranger things, but Lyle Lovett, you know, did marry uh, Julia Roberts. Right. <laughs> so, right. That was pretty strange. Yeah. So yeah. anything can happen. <clears throat> All right, Kelly, if you were a betting man, who would you bet starts at quarterback tomorrow for Southern Miss? Billy Wiles. But, but I, I, you know, it's been kind of a in-and-out type of situation. I, I would expect, and we've talked about this on the show, I, I would expect that they will burn Ethan Crawford's red shirt because as Heath Hinton made the point yesterday, you're really going to have to re-recruit your teams each year. And with transfer portals and NIL deals, I mean, you, you know, regardless of whether a guy has years left of eligibility or not, Will Hall has some guys coming in that are quarterbacks with good resumes. Uh, so I would expect, you know, look, you got to win now. So I would expect that to be the case. You know, Bob, Coach Hall's comments earlier in the week, which was kind of a backhand at Ole Miss when he said, you know, it's not often that you get to play in-state schools, particularly from the SEC. And he kind of, and I'm paraphrasing here, you know, that there's one school in the state that, that won't play us. That is not sitting well at all and getting a lot of social media play in Oxford. And, and pretty much the people in Oxford have said, you know, that the, the Rebels have nothing to gain, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, by playing Southern Miss. They played and, Wolford College a couple of years ago. Do you remember that? Yes. In fact, it's, it's, it's Wofford, but that, just, Wofford, goes to, that yeah. just goes to show you how insignificant that school is in the grand scheme of things. Well, their mascot is a Boston Terrier. Right. That says everything you need to know. Right. So, you know, the, the Ole Miss, the consensus with Ole Miss people is you sure seem more preoccupied with us down there in Hattiesburg than, than we are with you up here uh, in Oxford. So it would appear that that's never going to happen. Was that Buffy that was quoted saying that? No, Biff and Tad. Biff and Tad. I yeah, from one of the fraternities. <laughs> I hope they didn't get so mad they slobbered on their blazer or anything. Right. Well, they'd have to get it dry cleaned. You know, they couldn't go to the game tomorrow without, <laughs> you know, making sure that and their topsiders have to be polished. All in fun. All in fun, everybody. I'll give you Kelly's uh, cell phone number here at the conclusion of the show. Okay, uh, let's switch gears for just a minute. Both basketball teams on the road. Let's start with the women, Kelly. They're at North Alabama. They're off to a good 2-0 start. They play at 5 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, but the Joy Lee expressed to us earlier it's uh, not a great matchup since uh, North Alabama tends to play five guards right. and shoots a lot of threes. Right, and they, they gave Missouri all they wanted on the road uh, last week at Missouri. But, you know, when you look at the, the trend of the Lady Eagles over the years, they tend to start really quickly get out of the gates quickly they have struggled down the stretches you know in years past so that's something that they want to you know certainly try to correct uh, this season because they've got some good players you just don't want to as the season now on the calendar is even longer 
you sure don't want to burn out and get too tired even earlier to where you can't play this yeah, you, long stretch. You're right about that. It is a long time to march. And, and like even the junior colleges, you know, I do, I do some high school work, but I also do public address work with Pearl River. Well, you're in that overlap time now, and that has never happened before. I've never had to overlap football and basketball, but even the junior colleges have expanded their, junior, their uh, basketball schedules. So they're playing in October now. So you look at October, November, December, January, February, and even your conference tournaments are in March. So, I mean, that's six months on the calendar, and not even football is that long. When you take into account that for all practical purposes, they start in September, and you go September, October, November, and maybe a week in December. So you're only talking about, you know, 13 weeks where college basketball is like 24 weeks. It's ridiculously long. The men's team uh, is uh, on its way to Florida. They're going to be playing Utah Valley. That must be a tournament of some sort for Utah Valley. Jacksonville Invitational. Yeah, so uh, they're in St. Augustine, Florida is what I read. That's a beautiful place. That's where my son and his family live. That's just an absolutely gorgeous area of the country. Utah's Valley, we don't know much about them. They're two and one, kind of have games against, you know, rather obscure basketball teams. you got to figure this is a game the men should and need to win. For sure, for sure. Uh, and again, the, the goal here, we know that Juan Cardona has said 50 points. Doesn't matter who, who we play. If the Eagles can forfeit 50 points or less, he thinks that that's, that's going to be a chalk-up win, regardless of, of who they play. I want to salute the volleyball team, Bob. In the first round of the Sun Belt Tournament yesterday in Foley, Alabama, uh, it, went, it went the full distance, but they, they were beaten by Marshall. Uh, went five sets yesterday. Uh, the Thundering Herd won the first two. The Lady Eagles came back and won the next two, and then Marshall eked out the third one. So Marshall's reward now is they get to play the number one seed, Texas State. And volleyball ends, right? That's the end of the year. <clears throat> that is the case. So a good year for Jenny Hazelwood and the <clears throat> Lady Eagles, and congrats to the seniors on that team. All right, so lots of activity this week, uh, both men and women's uh, basketball on the road, football on the road, football tomorrow at 11 o'clock, which reminds me it would be a great time to be at Fourth Street Barn Group? Yeah, let's, we're going to try to get a hold of Slade uh, before we get off the show today and see. Because normally they'll open a little bit early and have like, you know, a scrambled egg, you know, biscuit type of uh, buffet or breakfast going, you know, Bloody Marys, whatnot, gets you ready for the game. Um, so, and because it, it's rare that a Southern Miss game would start at 11 in the morning. Right. So um, they'll, they'll usually make those accommodations for you could fans get a cold pass blue ribbon in the morning at 11 o'clock if you chose it's happy hour somewhere it's got to be yeah <laughs> right <clears throat> hey uh, I want to remind you about our podcast the super talk eagle hour podcast is available anytime you want to tune it in you could go to apple podcast audible google spotify stitcher tune in or you can just tell alexa to play the super talk eagle hour and it will be right there in your home the super talk eagle hour all right high school football wrapping up Nobody knows more about that than Will East. Uh, We'll have that next. Still to come as well, Peter Bame in the third segment uh, with the To the Top Collective. Interesting conversation. Is this REO Speedwagon? It is, isn't it? That's it. Yeah, good stuff.
Southern Miss to the top. Hey, glad you're with us on a Friday afternoon. This segment of the show is sponsored every day by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. They're on Hardy Street. They have all the Southern Miss apparel. You can shop them anytime you like online. CampusBookmart.net. Miss Kathleen will, in fact, you can call them, actually. She'll help you pick out something in the store and mail it to your house. So no excuse. Uh, They'll make Christmas shopping easy if you've got a Golden Eagle on your list at CampusBookmart and CampusBookmart.net. High school football winding down. Hard to believe. Seems like we just got started. Will East, the uh, co-host of the Super Talk High School Scoreboard and Program Director for Super Talk Mississippi, joins us every Friday to analyze high school football. We're getting near the end, Will, and uh, this obviously has to be an exciting night for high school football fans around the state. Yeah, this is the best night of the season. Uh, Besides maybe the opening night of the season, this is the best night because from top to bottom, 7A all the way to 1A, everywhere in between, you have really good matchups. You have matchups between powerhouse programs. You have matchups between teams that you were hoping would meet up at some point all year long. You have underdogs who are not supposed to be here who were kind of playing with house money. You know, they, they weren't expected to be in the playoffs, and they got an upset maybe in the first round, and now here they are, and they're playing late. So if tonight ends, it's still a successful season. But they're playing with house money, and you got some teams that are very talented who are going up against some of these guys. So this is my favorite night of the season. Uh, Every single game on the slate on the public side is just really loaded. Uh, There's not really any missed games. Everything is from top to bottom. I could spend probably three hours just talking about some of these games, but I know we don't have three hours. But uh, just looking at what's going on in 7A, Probably, I would say the most interesting game is the rematch of the Little Egg Bowl, Startville and Oxford. Now, Startville beat up on Oxford pretty good in that first round, or in the first uh, 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 part of the season. But here they meet up in the playoffs, and something that you'll hear people who have been in high school football say time and time again, it's hard to beat a team twice. You'll see teams that will meet up again, and that team that lost the first time will win the second time. I'm not saying Oxford's going to win tonight. I think Starkville is the much more talented team, but it's at Oxford. Uh, a lot of motion going into this one. We'll see what happens. Elsewhere in uh, in 7A, Meridian, that's a team that's not supposed to be here. They hadn't made the playoffs since 2017. No one expected them to make the playoffs this year, but here they are. They get an, a huge upset in the first round, beat Ocean Springs, and now they've got to travel to Oak Grove, a team they gave – they gave fits to a couple of weeks ago. Remember, Oak Grove went over to Meridian in the middle part of the season, and at halftime that game was tied up, and Oak Grove came back to win by 10 points. But with that Daniel Hill at running back, Coach Marcus Broyles has really got a, a star player, and I think he's just a junior. I think he's coming back. Uh, I think he'll be back next year for a senior campaign. So Meridian is, again, playing with house money. They're not expo- not supposed to be here. You're kind of seeing – Next year, this is going to be a team to be reckoned with. You, you remember, you remember where we said on the. At least I, I said that I've always been a big fan of Marcus Boyle's ability to to whatever he's got is to make chicken salad out of it, and that's yeah. that's what he's done. And I, and if you're an Oak Grove fan, thinking you're going to steamroll this, you might, you might, but man, you just you just never know when Meridian and Oak Grove. They're, they're one of the chapters in the book, Y'all versus Us. 
uh, featured the Oak Grove Meridian rivalry. So, so that's a renewed case. Uh, Luke Johnson will be in Jones County tonight. A couple of Jones County schools still very much alive. Talk about a team that you didn't expect to be there, particularly considering their dismal start was the Golden Tornadoes of Laurel. They are still alive, as is West Jones. And West Jones might be the juggernaut to watch out in their classification. Yeah, uh, this is, of course, the rematch. This West Jones-Terry game is a rematch of one of the more infamous games from earlier this year, and that was the 2 to nothing win by West Jones where Lunchmeat had himself a, a – I think he was a call – I think he said – I think he told the crowd he was going to score safety and went out there and scored safety, which I don't think I've ever had. I've never heard of that happening before. So that's a, a rematch tonight between two really good defensive teams. Uh, there's a matchup – Further south in in Picayune with Pascagoula traveling to Picayune to play the Maroon Tide, two completely different types of offenses. Picayune might throw the ball once, maybe twice a game. Pascagoula is throwing it all over the place with Silas Quarter. So that's going to be an interesting matchup. And then in the north part, uh, a really good one is Neshoba Central at South Panola. Now you look at their record, 6-5 and five versus 10-1 and one South Panola, and you say, well, Neshoba Central – uh, doesn't have a chance in this one, and it's out South Panola, but Neshoba Central played probably the toughest non-regional schedule in all of Mississippi high school football this year. They played Pearl. They started 0-4. They played Pearl, who's a big 7 eight school, who's, who's in the playoffs tonight. They played Louisville, who might be the best team in the entire state. Then they played West Lauderdale, a team that's 11-1. and Then they played West Point, a team that's been to seven straight uh, state championship games. And a lot of people wrote them off, yours truly included, and then they just got on a roll, and here they are playing South Panola at South Panola. So uh, you kind of, you see some of these games, you know, teams that you didn't expect to be here but are here now and have gotten kind of things figured out. Right. In 5A, probably the game I would be at tonight, to be honest with you, there's two games I would be at tonight. If I, all these are really great matchups, but West Point at Holmes County. West Point, like I said, defending, uh, who's been to seven straight uh, 5A state championship games, taking on Holmes County. One of the best quarterbacks in the state, Garrison Davis, transferred from Ridgeland to Holmes County. Nobody is recruiting this kid right now. He is awesome. He's got a cannon for an arm, and he's got that Jalen Daniels from LSU-type speed where you don't think he's very fast until he's run past you and uh, you're 10 yards in the dust and he's scoring a touchdown. Uh, that's the type of player that he is, and he's a really smart, good kid, too, uh, who comes on the show quite often. But I would I would definitely be at that game in 5A, West Point at Holmes County Central. Holmes County Central undefeated so far on the season. Well, you talk about a, a 3A now, a, a school that has played all comers, talk about anywhere, anytime, any, whatever, any place, and that has been Jeff Davis County. I mean, they've, they've stepped up in weight, played schools a lot bigger than they, and most of the time have won. They were – beaten by undefeated Columbia, but they have to go up to, to Macon tonight to take on Noxaby County. And Noxaby, you know, a lot of people have been asking, how is Noxaby when you're north of, of uh, you know, Jackson, Meridian, and even Scuba, you're further north than Scuba, how in the heck does, you know, that work out to where Noxaby's in the south? Hey, last week they had to go to uh, uh, Bay St. Louis right. to play. Right. You know? <laughs> I don't know how, but uh, this is a, this would be the second game that I would be at tonight. If I had a helicopter, you know, like some of these head coaches, and I could fly all over the state, this might be the second game. 
uh, because Jeff Davis County's you know so unbelievably good year in year out. They play that tough non-regional schedule, and they're facing a team in Knoxville County that has one of the most electric players in the state, and that's Camario Taylor, the quarterback. Guys, he has nearly three thousand yards passing and nearly uh, over seven hundred yards rushing. He has scored. I had to get the calculator out. He scored over. He scored forty-one touchdowns this year. Okay, and they played some tough, tough teams early in the season. They played Starkville. They played West Point. They played Louisville. Hell, they they almost beat Louisville. They were one point away from beating, beating Louisville. That's the closest anybody's played Louisville this entire year. So this would be the second game that I could be at if, if I could be at any game tonight. And I have to salute the coaches both at uh, at Knoxville and Jeff Davis County because, you know, a lot of people get wrapped up in records. You know, and, oh, we've, we've got this great record. Yeah, well, when you beat up on a bunch of weak sisters and then have to go play in the playoffs yeah. and play good teams, um, you're, you know, that doesn't help. But iron sharpens iron, and you've got two great teams here in, in Jeff Davis and Knoxby, so that, that is one to watch. But after this week, it's on to South State and North State, and this year the finals are going to be uh, in Oxford. Will? About a minute left, uh, Will. How about 2A and 1A? What, what are the matchups there tonight? Uh, 2A, the big matchup is Raleigh at Scott Central. Scott Central has been one of the toughest teams in 2A for the past, what, six or seven years now, it seems like. One back-to-back state championships a couple of years ago. Versus Raleigh, a team that moved from 3A to 2A in the offseason. Of course, they won the state title with uh, Sunterine Perkins last year, but and we thought they would fall off. They're 10-2, and two, still have a, a really good season. In the north part, I would say Calhoun City, 11-0, and 0, and then Charleston, who's playing Hamilton tonight. Charleston actually goes on the road. Charleston's kind of traditionally been one of the real powerhouses of the, some of the smaller schools. In 1A, the, the by far the best game is Taylorsville at Simmons. So you got Taylorsville, the traditional powerhouse program. They're now a one A school, playing Hollandale Simmons, a team that has several state titles uh, as a one A school. They're eleven and zero this year, and uh, that would be probably the best game in one A this year or this week. All right, well, you're the best man. We really appreciate your contributions uh, every Friday, and uh, we'll have plenty to talk about this time next week. Am I right? Yes, sir. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. This is the best week of the season, guys. Get out and go to a game. All right. Thank you a lot, Will. We appreciate you, man. Will East, everybody, co-host of the Super Talk High School Scoreboard. An institute in its own right. Institution, Absolutely. rather. It's older than you. But, well, no, I'm sorry. I, I was going to say. I get it. <laughs> the radio got, wasn't even around. Yeah, right? I'd forgotten about that. I, I was thinking of Bean Crosby. Carrier pigeons. When I, you know. All right. Uh, we'll get back with Will next Friday. Also... The owner of this outfit on the Eagle Hour next Friday, Steve Davenport. Feeling your best behavior. You hear me? I have to dress up. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, as we mentioned earlier, 4th Street Bar and Grill, that'll be a great place to be tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock when the Golden Eagles and the Bulldogs kick it off. Uh, we're sure, we're pretty sure they're going to have some good stuff to eat. They always have good stuff to eat. Uh, probably some Bloody Marys, like uh, Kelly talks, some Paps Blue Ribbon. 
You can wander around and look at the uh, pictures of Casey Fisher. When we came, we saw it, we towed a house down. <laughs> T-O-E. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it, it's just a great place. Four Street Bar and Grill, we sure appreciate the Slade and all those guys down there that treat us so well, and we, we thank the world of them. Glad to have uh, Peter Bame in the uh, studio with us. He is the head now of the To the Top Collective, which is uh, an organization that's been formed to raise NIL money uh, for Southern Miss athletes. And, uh, Peter, you said something to me. You're a former football player, and you said something to me that kind of surprised me. I don't think Kelly and I have talked to a coach yet. That a coach. Says, a coach that says they like the NIL stuff. In fact, we've talked to some that have left because of that. But you said you're a big fan of it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's important. Um, I think it's important as the as we see college athletics grow, and uh, you know you hear the term adapt or die. Um, this is the new college athletic platform um, where we've taken away the amateurism and we've classified them as advertisers and entertainers. Um, so the collective is was created for that very purpose was so that. The athlete will be able to benefit off their name, image, and likeness, and the, the community and the fan base will be able to embrace that um, like never before. So where does that leave schools like Southern Miss, though? It's, it's almost like you're at the bottom of the hill looking up. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely one way to look at it, but um, we would be a lot further in the hill at the bottom of it if we were still in Conference USA, I feel like. Um, there's there's a lot of things that uh, that we can do as a as a – university as a community of Hattiesburg that um, a lot of schools around us and a lot of schools that we compete with don't have um, so when you when you factor in that part of it then I think um, I think we have a lot more to work for or working for us than than we give ourselves credit for we've obviously been burned in the past um, by some Nil moves by some bigger schools and there is an apples and oranges to that um, group of five money versus uh, power five money but um, for where we are and what we compete in, we, we're very competitive um, in maintaining and retaining our athletes. Uh, that's the main goal of the collective overall is not to go recruit players with it, but uh, take the job away from the coaches of trying to recruit their own team each Keeping year. Keeping your team intact. That's right. You know there's an independently wealthy man sitting right to your left, and he's got his checkbook here. Kelly? Oh, you're not done. Do I get to ask questions? I was going to say, I'm looking around my shoulder, over my shoulder, like who in the heck is, is he talking to? Well, Peter, some of the questions that come up all the time is people say, well, if I give money to the Eagle Club, which is directly you know, for scholarships, if these athletes are being paid, why should, and I'm just playing devil's advocate, okay, why should they be given scholarships if they're being paid? Why can't they pay for their educations? That's one question you get, okay? So there's a lot of, you know, miscon. And then also, like, if you're in a support group already, like the Hardwood Club, like the Dugout Club, you know, that you're already giving money to support the different sports that you might have an affection for, what's the difference between that and to the top collective money that's raised? So one way to answer that is, um, you know, the money that's raised by the collective is, uh, is separate from anything associated with the university, any club or anything um, that you're associated with is not being a part of the collective. The collective is a separate entity, uh, third-party advertising agency that is set up to compete with um, with those same clubs, just to put it frankly. Um, that's not the intent that we have. We don't, we don't want to um, feel like we are 
competing for the same dollar, but we're after the same fans trying to get the same result. Uh, the idea behind all of this is that you get to decide where you want to put your money to figure out where the best return is for it. Um, I've got something to offer that's different from the Eagle Club, that's different from the Hardwood Club, that's different from all the other clubs associated with how that money helps. And that money is extremely important to the funding of those sports and the and the coaches and the uh, the players that are able to benefit from Eagle Club endowment. And, and obviously to have season tickets, you need to be an Eagle Club member and those kind of things. Um, but being a part of the collective is simply just putting your money into the trust of the athletes themselves to see that return to make sure that they're benefiting for their name, image, and likeness and the effort that they're putting um, into that, which is uh, not to be mistaken for pay-for-play. Um, it's, it's an advertising contract that we have with them. They are employees of the collective. Um, we, we, take, we take care of their taxes for them just like a payroll employee, and from there they have jobs assigned to them that um, that's allows them to work for that money rather than just take a check make a few posts um, but the opportunities there are, are at our disposal as a collective to you know to assign work where needed so if you solicited numbers from each of the coaches at Southern Miss and said okay how much coach hall would you ideally like to have you know realistically and how much do you need coach Ladner and how much do you need coach Oz you know is there a total number that you're trying to get raised every year as a bare minimum I don't I don't think that um, setting a number would be beneficial. Uh, I certainly am not able to talk to any coaches about any funding um, in this regard because, again, this is all between me, uh, the collective, and the student-athlete. Understood. Okay. Um, so for, for that sense, um, we value uh, the roster value of a player um, and then their social media value, which has to do with the amount of followers they have, which has to do with how much their – tweets are worth and things like that to where that's how we designed the money and how it's designated um there's definitely a lot of talk of about of a reservoir we we want to definitely build a reservoir to have um because that's the future that's we've we've got to establish um that kind of payroll uh take baseball for example we're a top 16 team in the country in baseball the goal every year is to win a national championship We've got to compete in the collective NIL space like the other 15 teams that are in that top 16. Right. right. And a great example of why that's important, we won't name the player, but there was a pitcher picked off the team by the University of Florida, paid a lot of money, and a lot of people believe, myself included, we'd have probably been in the World Series if that hadn't happened. Yeah, if, if, if ands and buts, what's that saying? Yeah, if it's and buts with candy and nuts. We'd all have a happy career. Yeah, and Bob, I, the and fact of the matter is we got right back to the Super Regional without that said pitcher. And, um, right, but my point being, you said the objective primarily of the collective is to protect us from that's, suffering that's that correct. kind of yeah. Being poached. Yes, yes, poached. yes, yes absolutely, yes. And Bob, in all the years I've known you, I don't think I would ever, ever ask you the following question. How much is your tweet worth? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and I, I ask that kind of tongue-in-cheek, Peter, because I almost don't believe what I heard you say. There is a monetary value oh, yeah. to I'm tweeting? Tweet. Yeah, because the, the data that's collected off of the followers and the way that social media drives so much of businesses and their decisions, yeah, there's definitely a value to that, having uh, 
you know, without the collective, the, our, our athletes now are, are hustling themselves as best they can on any platform that they can, taking money from any advertising agency that's going to give them money to make a post. Uh, it's, it's evident at, in their, in their um, profiles on social media. There's, there's tons of, of advertisements that movie reviews or restaurant reviews, anything like that for 50 bucks to, you know. <laughs> that's gross. Yeah. But 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 again, the the opportunities had never existed like this before with with social media the way that it is and the way that people value the influencers. So up to now, they're they were able to do that on their own, or are they still able to do still that? Still are, yeah, still are. the The collective is not an exclusivity to Southern Miss student athletes. We were able to represent all student athletes. That's how we're set up. You can designate your money to whatever sport you want to. You can designate it to a, a player if you want to. We just want to take out. It, make it as seamless as possible um, for that transaction to happen. So, uh, yeah, it, we're not exclusive. Any any player that signs a deal with us, I'm sure hopefully all of you saw that we were able to sign every baseball player to the to the top collective. Um, I'd, I'd like to speak a little bit more about that. But, but, again, those baseball players have other deals with other companies that are interested in their advertising rights, and that's uh, – that's kudos to them. You got to get the manicure deal for Crowley. Now you know you've got to do that. Right? <laughs> hey, yeah. real quick before we run out of time, how? I'm not asking you for a figure, but how is Southern Miss doing in this regard compared to other schools in the Sun Belt? I would say strongly. I, I would say that if you look at our big three, especially um, and the retention of those athletes that we've had from year to year, last year to this year, and um, you would you would be able to compare the other rosters in the Sun Belt to say that that ours is is doing what it's supposed to do. Um, we didn't hear a lot of chatter about the transfer portal this year, um, which was good, and I think it needs to be recognized um, because we didn't have a lot of people that we valued left. Um, so, and what's interesting to me, Bob, is also Peter Bame has said there's now this movement. They're they're no longer really student athletes. I mean, they are. But they're entertainers. Correct. I mean, it's entertainment dollars you're talking about. Real quick, Peter, how can people get in touch with you? They can get in touch with me on the website, tothetopcollective.com. Tothetopcollective at gmail.com is the uh, email. Um, My office can be wherever. Uh, With the collective, it's normally at Panera Bread on 7 a.m. in the morning. If you have anything you want to go over, I'd be happy to meet with you there. Um, But, yeah, sign up. Join. Um, shoot me a note. Let me know if you have any other questions. I'd be happy to answer it. Um, the big thing, big thing here is uh, just getting on board and, and making sure we, we keep this thing moving forward. Peter Bame, everybody. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, D1 DBAT sponsors this segment of the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and we're so glad that they do. It's a state-of-the-art training facility right there on Hardy Street. We appreciate all they do. Great place now. You can go to the pro shop uh, for Christmas uh, gift ideas, gift cards. We're going to get someone from D1 DBAT out here on the show between now and Christmas to give you more information. Also, Kelly wants to recommend Mo Bay Beignet Company. I do, yeah. Me and the kids are going to spend a lot of mornings there next week getting caught up and enjoying breakfast. And Kelly's assured me he will put the sauce on the beignet and not drink the sauce in front of his children. Well, my fingers are crossed, too, Bob, when I, when uh, I said that. You want to impress your daughter now with <laughs> yeah. her boyfriend from overseas. That's and, right. So don't go down there drinking the strawberry sauce. Okay, just this week only. 
All right, Friday afternoon, uh, we always do our picks. Uh, we have located Luke Johnson. He is alive and well. The best punter to ever play at the University of Southern Mississippi, Peter Bame and Luke Johnson, are here today. Peter says he was the second-rated uh, punter of all time. Yeah, Southern behind Ray Guy. Is that true, yeah. Luke? Yeah. I'm just happy to have another punter. Actually, I'm <laughs> happy to have somebody on the show under the age of 55. So. Uh, yeah. So, so, Peter, let me tell you, since he had to make that crack, uh, we will remind you that I'm in the lead when it comes to picking the games. And uh, Kelly's in second, and Luke is last. Okay. Can you believe that? Last. Okay. last. You so, just, doesn't that kind of show what punters really know uh, about let's football, Let's balance Peter. it out, too, Peter. Uh, I'm the only person on this show that's picked Southern Miss every week, too. So, I just want to uh, let Oh, listen to this, Kelly. Well, I love, oh, I love this them is, this week, Luke. I love them. This, this has been such a sad. Just shows to go you that youth thing. and daring will never compete with old age and treachery. That's right, right. All right, we'll make Peter first since he's our guest. Let's go, Luke. Let's get started. All right, this week, guys, five Sun Belt games, four non-conference games. We'll start with an easy one: ULM and Oxford at Ole Miss. Rebels thirty-seven and a half point favorite. Peter, Peter? you start. Yeah, I'm going hot. Uh, Black bear, land shark, what? A, <laughs> Black I, land I'm gonna sharks. Go, I'm gonna go with Ole Miss on that. Yeah, one. the Black Land Sharks. Yeah, uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Uh, Georgia State at LSU. Do I get? Do I? Do I get a vote? I mean, I am the leader here. I'm the guy in first no, place. No wonder you're the leader. You don't yes. No, picks. I don't have to pick. Uh, Hotty toddy. Oh God, it hurts. Oh, you're gonna uh, hear. You're gonna hear uh, from our I'm listenership so now. I'm so sorry. Go ahead, Luke. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Ole Miss as well. So uh, LSU hosting Georgia State. Tigers are a 32-point favorite. I think we would all take LSU, correct? Yes. Yeah, LSU take yeah. that. I like Georgia State right. to cover, though. Postal at West Point. Chanticleer. Chanticleers are a three-point favorite at Army. There. Is Munkin still the coach at Army? Yes. I'm going to go yes. Army. I'm not. The, the shots are hot right now. They yeah. they helped me gain a gain on you guys last week. I'm taking uh, the shots like to the stay hot. myself. I'm on the shots, Luke. Yeah, I hate always to pick against the military, but I'll be with Coastal. Um, something about about them being. If on a the war breaks well. out, I'm going with West Point. Yes, yes, okay. Old Dominion at Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern is six and a half point favorite. Peter, uh, I'm going to go ODU. Really? Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> He's our guest. Be nice. Anything can happen in these games right before Thanksgiving. I'm uh, Gata all the way, I'm, I'm a Gata this week, too. Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern. This one's a little sneaky. Texas State losing last week. They're on the road at a really hot Arkansas State. Bobcats are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Peter? Yeah, I like Texas State in this one. And I'm telling you, you heard it here first. Arky State pulls the upset this weekend. Bobcats. I'm going to go Texas State. I'll go Texas State. I'm going solo. I'm going solo. Louisiana at Troy. Trojans a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, I mean, they've clinched. Uh, Troy, you know, at home. I, Louisiana, I wasn't very impressed with them. I'm going to go Troy. Me too. Troy. Trojans all the way. Marshall at South Alabama. South Alabama a 10-and-a-half-point favorite. South Alabama, what a roller coaster season they've had. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Kane. I'm gonna go with the Jags at home. Boy, I really want to take Marshall here because they finally got off the Schneid last week. Marshall won last week, but I think I ah, gosh, I want to take Marshall, but I'll take South Al. South Alabama. I'll take Marshall because they upset last week. I got a game on y'all. College yeah. game day tomorrow. App State at James Madison. 
JMU. I mean, how do you how do you pick against JMU? Yeah, to be the man, you got to beat the man, and nobody's done it yet. Dukes. I'll say go Dukes as well. Let's move forward to Sunday real quick. Steelers at the Browns. Browns are a one point favorite in Cleveland. Yeah, but Deshaun Watson's not playing. Yeah. He's injured. Uh, new, and the Steelers, man, they've been outgained in every game they've played, but they've won every game they played. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Pitt with this one. Yeah, Chester the molester isn't playing, so I'm going with the Steelers. Would that be Ben Rafisberger? Or <laughs> I will go with the Steelers as well. All right, most important game. Here it is, Southern Miss at Mississippi State. State of 14.5-point favorite. Yeah, I met with a lot of football players this week, uh, feeling really good about the prep they've had, and uh, I'm definitely going Southern Miss Golden Eagles on this one all day long. Man, again, I'd love to do it, but the record's on the line. I'm taking the Bulldogs. I hate to say it. It just breaks my heart to say it, but Mississippi State. For the 10th week, I'm sorry, <laughs> the 11th week in a row, this is why the you're Southern in last place. Southern Eagles will win the football game. I'd love to see it. All right. Thanks, Luke. Luke Johnson, everybody. Real quick, you had something you wanted to say. we got about 40 seconds. Yeah, I just wanted to speak. I, I didn't get a chance to mention it. We, we did do a deal with Vantage Sports. I want all you Southern Miss fans, Southern Miss baseball fans, to be on the lookout. You'll be seeing a lot of marketing come out on that. And uh, it's going to be give your kids access to, to lessons with D1 athletes, Southern Miss baseball players. We've got it accessible for every athlete on campus. We're going to roll it out with baseball. So make sure you get signed up with that and get your kids some uh, some real lessons from some real athletes. All right, go Eagles tomorrow. We love you. We want you to beat Mississippi State badly. We'll be back to talk about it at 1 o'clock Monday. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.